Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. Hi friends, it's Johanna, your reader today. Today is Wednesday, the 13th of December. On the Hebrew calendar, it is a new month, Rosh Chodesh. It is the first of Tevet. And I just wanted to mention that for our patrons, this month's audio that you'll be able to access pretty soon is going to be something very, very special. And I'm gathering things for it, and it will take a little bit longer to come out, but I'm very excited to share this um, special recording with you. So, um, anyway, back to today. Today in history, Ezra investigated the manner, matter of the foreign wives among Israel, Ezra ten sixteen. So they convened on the first day of the tenth month to investigate the matter. It was the day when Esther was made queen, Esther two sixteen and seventeen. So Esther was taken to King Ahasuerus in his royal palace in the tenth month, which is the month Tevet, in the seventh year of his reign. So this is the sixth day of Hanukkah this year, and we're lighting, uh, we're, or rather last night, we lit the sixth candle, and we're celebrating the sixth day today. This week, our portion from the Torah is called Miketz, meaning at the end. And today we're going to start in Genesis 41 through 53 through 42, 18. First, we'll take a minute to thank God for his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel and to all peoples through his Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then the seven years of abundance in the land of Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine started to come, just as Yosef had said. So there was famine in all the lands, but in the whole land of Egypt there was bread. When the whole land of Egypt suffered famine, the people cried out to Pharaoh for food, and Pharaoh said to all of Egypt, Go to Yosef, do whatever he tells you. The famine was over all the entire land, so Yosef opened up all that was among them and sold grain to Egypt. Then the famine became severe in the land of Egypt, yet the whole world came to Egypt to buy grain. 
to Yosef, because the famine was severe in the whole world. Now Yaakov saw that there was grain in Egypt. So Yaakov said to his sons, Why are you looking at each other? Then he said, Look, I've heard that there's grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some grain for us, so that we'll live and not die. So Yosef's brothers went down, ten of them, to buy grain from Egypt. But Binyamin, Yosef's brother, Yaakov did not send, for he said, an accident might happen to him. The sons of Israel went to buy grain among the others who were coming, because the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now Yosef was the ruler over the land. He was the provider of grain for all the people of the earth. Then Yosef's brothers came and bowed down to him with faces to the ground. When Yosef saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he made himself unrecognizable to them. Then he spoke harshly and said to them, Where have you come from? From the land of Canaan, they said, to buy grain as food. Though Yosef recognized his brothers, they did not recognize him. Then Yosef remembered the dreams he had dreamed about them. He said to them, Your spies, you've come to see the undefended places in the land. No, my lord, they said to him. Your servants came to buy grain as food. All of us, we are sons of one man. We're honest. Your servants have never been spies. Not so, he said to them. Rather, you've come to see the undefended places in the land. But they said, We, your servants, are twelve brothers, sons of one man, in the land of Canaan. Look, the youngest is with our father today, and the other one is no more. Yosef said to them, It's just like I told you when I said, You're spies. By this you'll be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you'll not leave from here until your youngest brother comes here. Send one from among yourselves to get your brother, while you remain confined, in order to test your words, to see whether the truth is with you. If not, by the life of Pharaoh, you're definitely spies. So he put them together in custody for three days. Then Yosef said to them on the third day, Do this, and you will live. I fear God. That was Genesis forty-one fifty-three through forty-two eighteen. And now for our new moon reading for today, our Rosh Chodesh reading. It is Numbers twenty-eight eleven through fifteen. On the first of the month, you are to present to the Lord a burnt offering of two young bulls, one ram, and seven flawless male lambs a year old, with three-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering with each bull, and two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering with the ram, and with each lamb a tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, a burnt offering as a pleasing aroma, an offering by fire to the Lord. Their drink offerings shall be per bowl, half a hin of wine, a third of a hin of wine per ram, and a fourth of a hin per lamb.
This will be the monthly burnt offering at each new moon throughout the year. Also one male goat as a sin offering to the Lord, beside the regular burnt offering, is to be offered with its drink offering. And now our special Hanukkah reading. It's Numbers seven thirty-six through 47. On the fifth day was the prince of the sons of Shimon, Shlumiel, son of Tzuhishadai. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both filled with fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one ladle of ten shekels of gold filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs a year old, to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Shlumiel, son of Tzuri Shaddai. On the sixth day was the prince of the sons of God, Eliasaf, son of Deuel. His offering was one silver plate weighing 130 shekels, one silver basin weighing 70 shekels, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, both filled with fine flour mixed with oil for a grain offering, one ladle of ten shekels of gold filled with incense, one young bull, one ram, and one male lamb a year old for a burnt offering, one male goat for a sin offering, and two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs, a year old, to be sacrificed as a fellowship offering. This was the offering of Eliasaf, son of Deuel. And now, for today's portion from the prophets, we'll be reading First Samuel 19. Now Shaul told Jonathan his son and all his courtiers to kill David. But Shaul's son, Jonathan, delighted much in David. So Jonathan informed David, saying, My father, Shaul, is seeking to kill you. So now please be on guard in the morning and stay in a secret place and hide yourself. I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you will be and I will speak with my father about you. If I notice anything, I will tell you. So Jonathan spoke well of David to his father Shaul, and said to him, May the king not sin against his servant David, since he has not sinned against you. And since his deeds have been very beneficial for you, for he put his life in his hand and killed the Philistine, and the Lord won a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. So why would you sin against innocent blood by killing David without a cause? Shaul listened to the voice of Jonathan, and Shaul swore, As the Lord lives, he will not be put to death. So Jonathan called David, and Jonathan told him all these things. Jonathan brought David to Shaul and in his presence as before. Once again, war broke out, 
And David marched out and fought the Philistines, and inflicted a great slaughter on them, and they fled before him. Yet once again, an evil spirit from the Lord came upon Shaul, as he was sitting in his house with his spear in his hand, as David was playing music with his hand. Shaul sought to pin David to the wall with the spear, but he slipped away from Shaul's face so that he drove the spear into the wall. That night David fled and got away. Then Shaul sent agents to David's house to watch him in order to kill him in the morning. But David's wife Michal warned him, saying, If you don't escape for your life tonight, tomorrow you will be dead. So Michal lowered David down through the window, and thus he went, fled, and escaped. Then Michal took a household idol, laid it in the bed, put a quilt of goat's hair at the head, and covered it with a cloth. Then Shaul sent messengers to arrest David. She said, He's sick. So Shaul sent the agents back to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, so I may put him to death. When the messengers came in, behold, the household idol was in the bed with a quilt of goat's hair at his head. Shaul then said to Michal, Why have you deceived me like this, and let my enemies get away, so that he escaped? Michal answered Shaul, He said to me, Let me go, or I'll kill you. So David fled and escaped, went to Shmuel at Ramah, and told him all that Shaul had done to him. Then he and Shmuel went and stayed at Nayot. Shaul was told, Behold, David is at Nayot in Ramah. So Shaul sent agents to seize David. But they saw a band of prophets prophesying, and Shmuel standing and presiding over them. Then the Ruach of God came upon Shaul's agents, and they too prophesied. Then he himself went to Ramah, and when he arrived at the great cistern in Seku, he asked, Where are Shmuel and David? Someone answered, Look, they are at Nayot at Ramah. So he proceeded there to Nayot at Ramah. And the Ruach of God came upon him as well, and he prophesied as he kept walking until he arrived to Nayot at Ramah. Then he too stripped off his clothes, and he too prophesied before Shmuel, and lay down naked all that day and all that night. That is why people were saying, Is Shaul too among the prophets? That was First Samuel 19. And now our portion today from the writings is Psalm 59. For the music director, do not destroy a michtam of David when Shaul sent men to watch the house to kill him. Deliver me from my enemies, my God. Set me on high, away from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from workers of iniquity, Rescue me from bloodthirsty men, for behold, they lie in wait for me. Defiant men stir up strife against me, not for my transgression or sin, Lord. For no guilt of mine, they run and set things up. Awake, 
help me. Look, for you are the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel. Rouse yourself to punish all the nations. Show no mercy to any iniquitous traitors. Selah. They return at evening, snarling like a dog, prowling about the city. See, they are spewing with their mouth, swords in their lips. After all, who is listening? But you, Lord, are laughing at them. You scoff at all the nations. O oh, my strength, I watch for you. For God is my strong tower. My God in his loving kindness will go before me. God will let me look down on my foes. Do not slay them, lest my people forget. With your power, shake them and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. The sin of their mouth is the swords of their lips. So let them be caught in their pride and for uttering a curse and a lie. Consume them in wrath. Consume them till they are no more. Let them know that God rules over Yaakov to the ends of the earth. Selah. They return at evening, snarling like a dog, prowling about the city. They wander around for food. If they are not full, they stay up all night. But I, I sing of your strength. Yes, in the morning I sing aloud of your loving kindness. For you have been my fortress, a refuge in the day of my trouble. O oh, my strength, to you I sing praises. For God is my strong tower, my God of loving kindness. That was Psalm 59. And now our final portion for today. It is our portion from the Apostles, Mark 13. As Yeshua was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, Teacher, look, what stones and what buildings. Yeshua said to him, You see these great buildings. Not one stone here will be left upon another. Every one will be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Kepha, Yaakov, Yohanan, and Andre were questioning him privately. Tell us, when will these things happen? What will be the sign that all these things are about to be accomplished? Yeshua began to tell them, Watch out that no one leads you astray. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and they will lead many astray. When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed, for this must happen, but it is not yet the end. For nation will rise up against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, and there will be famines. These things are only the beginning of birth pains. Watch out for yourselves. They will hand you over to the courts, and you will be beaten in the synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me, as a witness to them. The good news must first be proclaimed to all the nations. When they arrest you and hand you over, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Say whatever is given to you in that hour, for it is not you who speaks, but the Ruach HaKodesh. 
Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. And children will rise up against parents, and have them put to death. And you will be hated by all because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. But when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. The one on the roof must not go down, nor enter to take anything out of his house. And the one in the field must not turn back to get his cloak. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that it will not happen in winter. For in those days there will be trouble such as has never happened, not since the beginning of the creation with which God created until now, and never will. And unless the Lord had cut short those days, no one would be saved. But for the sake of the elect whom he chose, he cut short the days. And then, if anyone says to you, Look, here's the Messiah, or look, there he is, do not believe it. For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and show signs and wonders to lead astray, if possible, the chosen. So be careful, see that I have, I have told you everything beforehand. But in those days, after that trouble, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken, and then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and will gather together his chosen from the four winds, from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. Now learn the parable from the fig tree. When its branch becomes tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So also, when you see all these things happening, know that it is near, at the door. Amen, I tell you. This generation will not pass away until all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But of that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, except the Father. Keep on the lookout, stay alert, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man away on a journey, after leaving his house and putting his servants in charge and giving each his task. He also commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Therefore, stay alert. For you do not know when the master of the house is coming, whether in the evening, at midnight, when the rooster crows, or in the early morning. So watch in case, coming suddenly, he finds you asleep. What I say to you, I say to all, stay alert. That was Mark 13. If you are working your way through the New Testament, the Apostolic Writings, twice in this year's reading cycle, then you will need to be reading 1 Corinthians 16 today also. That is it from me for today. May you have a blessed, beautiful Hanukkah celebration. This is Johanna with Daily Bread, 
for busy moms. Chodesh Tov, happy new month, and happy Hanukkah from Israel. <laughs>